You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Erasmus Stylianessis. Welcome back, everybody, to Here for the Truth. We got a special guest for you today. And it's not because he's just a badass in New York City doing his thing. It's because he's a fellow Greek. And so I love that even more. But uh, just a reminder, too, um, first half of the episode is going to be for the public. Second half is going to be for our members. Um, So, yes, this is episode 30. Our guest is Cozy Russo. Uh, Cozy is a holistic healer and a health freedom activist. He specializes in nutrition, lifestyle modification, and energy healing. And for those of you that are on the on the gram and other social media outlets, you probably know him because he's fighting the good fight, um, fighting for medical freedom and health freedom in New York City and uh, challenging the powers that be. Cozy, welcome, brother. What's going on? Thank you for that awesome intro. Yeah, no doubt, man. No, it's good. It's good to connect. And uh, I remember, I don't know when it was, I think it was last year or the beginning of all this. I remember you like made a post in Greek or something. I was like, yo, shit, there's like someone talking about stuff going on in Greece, in Greek. I was like, I got to connect with this guy. So it's good to have you on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. <sighs> so, Cozy, how'd you get started? And how did you get started like being on the front lines in New York City, like speaking truth to power, you know, because you got a, you have an Instagram presence, you got your megaphone, you're doing your thing, you're talking shit about Como, you're talking shit about de Blasio. And, and I just want to know, like, how, how did you get to be where you are right now? Well, it's a long journey, but if you want to do the immediate, like, how did I get out there speaking? It's just the tyranny. And like, I'm just seeing the tyranny happening all around us. Um, there, you know, once this, you know, pandemic uh, started, uh, like I saw it coming, you know what I mean? Once they started uh, doing certain things, you know, uh, I remember two years before this pandemic, the so-called pandemic, um, they were talking about, you know, how are we going to get, for first of all, two years before the pandemic, right? Uh, the CDC came out with adult schedules. Okay. And to me, that was a red alert, like red flag. Like, wait a minute, what do you mean you created an adult schedule? That was never made before. It was always a children's schedule for vaccines. Um, so they made the adult schedule and I'm like, why are they doing this? You know what I mean? And they started like, they actually came up with a plan. Uh, but I'm like, how are they going to enforce this? And then I, my mind started to wander, you know, and I remember hearing talks from here and there, certain politicians um, kind of, kind of, you know, putting it out there saying, oh, you know, we, we could link, link their, um, you know, their vaccination records to their passports. Maybe that's how we can get them to do it. I forgot where exactly I heard that, but I, I heard a, a few politicians talking about that. And I was like, wow, these mother effers, man, they're, this is what they're going to try to do to us. So uh, when the whole measles thing happened, right, this was yeah. the measles thing happened right before this, right? Yeah. Um, and once that started happening, I started seeing a little bit. That was like the test run, right, of what you're seeing now. They actually went into New York. Uh, the mayor actually... Um, called for, right? I believe it was the mayor and the de- Department of Health head were calling for um, mandatory vaccinations of people in specific uh, area codes. And that was one of my area codes where I, where I live, you know, in Brooklyn, because uh, there's a big Hasidic community, Hasidic Jewish community. Yep. They started targeting that and said, let's see if we can get away with this. They were like, you know what I mean? So they, they literally were telling people, if you're in this section, you know, you need to be vaccinated for the measles, you know? Um, so they were they were testing that uh, they were trying to quarantine people and, and uh, they, that's the excuse they used to get rid of religious exemptions for minors uh, in New York, you know, 18 and under. Um, so 
they used that as an excuse. And that was pretty intense. The fact that they were able to do that, to remove religious rights is a big step. And we knew something dirty, something evil was coming. Uh, as soon as they did that, they tried to do that to New Jersey, but they yeah. failed by the skin of their teeth. Um, you know, um, but that they really needed that, right? That was the last, like they really wanted to do it, but, but they got defeated, you know? Jersey um, strong, bro. Jersey strong. That's my Jersey home state. Strong, and, uh, you know, I participated in, in the background, like getting people organized. We had a freaking amazing team um, out there. Stefania Christ Christian, shout out to you. Uh, a lot of people, uh, Lady Be Good, shout out to you. There's a whole bunch. I don't want to just start naming because I'm, I'm going to forget people, but there's a lot of people who participated to help stop that. But anyway, after that, boom, they hit us with this pandemic. Um, and uh, actually, if you go back a little bit before that, um, I guess a couple a year before the pandemic, uh, they started warning people, you know, the, about vaccine hesitancy. They said, vac the World Health Organization came out and said, vaccine hesitancy is, um, they said the number, one of the top 10 health threats in the world. So you knew something was coming, you know? Yeah. You're right, man. And people like easily forget the things that happened pre-pandemic because obviously one, we have short memories and two, it's fucking been very intense for the last 18 months or whatever it has been. And I don't know if this hit the news cycle in America, but in Australia, we're pretty close to Samoa. And I recall before this came in, all over the news cycle in Samoa, they were going door to door. They initiated door to door over the measles. Um, and it was a massive, massive, massive thing. And that's something that I always recall as well. And I was thinking, what the hell are they going to, how are they going to implement this everywhere? You know? And then obviously the Trojan horse comes in being, being COVIDs. Um, but yeah, man, it's, 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 it's crazy because we often don't connect the dots of the things that happened before this point, you know? Well, what do you mean? Like they went door to door, like vaccinating people or. Yeah. They, they initiated door to door um, vaccinations in Samoa over the measles pre-COVID. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say specifics because it's kind of vague in my memory. But yeah, I'm but this that. Is... Oh my god! You just said that, and I just remembered. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, they were they were pushing yeah. that. Like, yeah, know, I forgot all about that. You see how our memory does. You know, yeah. that was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, so, so cozy. I mean, I want to keep going into all this too, but I, I want to know, like, were well, you first generation Greek? Your first generation, um, like, meaning well, like your parents were born in Greece. Yeah, my parents were born in Greece. Um, you know, my mom came here when she was 19. Uh, my dad came here when he was 13. Um, and yeah, I'm first generation American, I guess, Greek American. Yeah, yeah, same here, dude. Yeah, my parents both born and raised in Greece and then they came here. So I'm curious, you know, because I think we were both raised with Greek parents um, mm -hmm. on the East Coast. And so, you know, how, how did you go from, you know, being a child of immigrants to you know being more of a free thinker maybe not taking over the family business or family restaurant and you know as many do and um being a free thinker and challenging the status quo like what what was some of your like major rites of passage in your life like from you know i'm making assumptions here from being an altar boy at the lo of the local greek church to mm -hmm. uh to to doing what you do now you know well i i owe a lot to my mom i guess you know she was definitely a free thinker she still is um, and I always heard her growing up talking politics, like cursing at the TV when things were happening. And I was like, and she was not going along with the narrative ever. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't, you know, vaccinated like most people. Um, I had maybe like three vaccines, you know what I mean? So she knew something was up just in, she wasn't educated. She didn't go to school. She just went up to sixth grade, but she oh. knew like, wow. um, the MMR vaccine came out 
Um, that was like the new thing when I was little. And um, they said that it was a three in one shot. The doctor was trying to sell her that. And she's like, wait, you want to inject them with three things at once? She's like, no, nah, that's not a good idea. She's like, you know, I prefer them separately. Uh, and she's like, you know what? I just have a bad thing. So she never gave me the MMR, which I'm happy for. Um, you know, so that was one thing. And like, you know, just hearing politics, hearing her curse and argue with people over politics. So she was always outspoken. So I think I inherited that. Also Greeks, and, and you know this as well, the old Greeks, not the Greeks of today who just sit there and dip on their, you know, frappes, frappe and just chill out and lazy. Uh, the older Greeks were very powerful and, um, you know, they were very um, rebellious by nature. You know, they didn't listen to government. I remember when, you know, I, I've seen with my own eyes when I was a child, some, some Greek guy just ripping a ticket he got from the cop. Like, he's like, I'm not paying this. They're like, F you. And like, the cops are like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So like, Greeks are rebellious by nature. Plus, you know, we were raised in America. We were taught, you know, freedom and liberty. And like, yeah. when I was growing up, you know, Americans were the freest, you know, you can't tell an American what to do. Uh, so, you know, bringing those two backgrounds together is a very powerful combination, I think, you know? Yeah, I agree. My, my mom has a sixth grade education. My dad had a second grade education. Wow. Just like came here and just worked and built the kind of American dream kind of thing. And my dad would only get American made cars because um, wow. he was like grateful for, for being in this country. And, and, uh, and that, ha that, that occurred for a whole life. So yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I could just picture, I, I don't know your mom, but I could just picture because like the Greeks, they have that, like, you know, like they speak with their hands, they're intense. Yeah. And I'm a laka, you know, they're just like going off on the TV. I can just picture that shit, dude. And, oh, but and it, massive. You're right, dude. What, what are you going to say? Massive shout out to Mama Cozy for being on board and recognizing what's going on with the whole vaccine agenda early and they having the audacity to not be subverted by doctors in an office over MMR and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty conscious. And that's pretty on it, man, considering, you know what I mean, the, the circumstances. Wow. So, yeah. yeah just... she, really, she questioned everything from the, what they're teaching you in school, what, like, she always was on top of that, you know? Um, but I, I got to say, like, the reason I got into this, like, even the, the, the holistic uh, aspect is because you know I went to a regular doctor when I was like you know 16 to like 18 I was playing basketball and I wasn't I wasn't eating healthy you know what I mean I was like downing two liters of Pepsi and that was like what I would drink I wouldn't drink water like oh, water is nasty let me just drink a two and literally two liter Pepsi drinking that um, and you know all that sugar was bad so it's, I started getting like a fungal infection on my shoulder uh, but I didn't know at the time it was from that you know so I was getting that. So I went to the doctor, hey, do you have a cream or lotion or like, can you take care of this? So he gave me a lotion. It went away, uh, but then it kept coming back. Uh, so then when it came back, um, and this came back again the next year, exactly around the same time, July, August. So I go and, get, and check it out. And he's like, all right, you know what? Since the cream didn't do it, he's like, how about these pills? Uh, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, but first, before you take these pills, you have to, mind you, I'm 19 at the time. He's like, mind you, um, I got to just test to see if your liver is healthy. When he said that, like something changed in my mind, you know, because uh, I had no reason to not trust doctors, you know, um, but something asked me, wait, and then I asked him, I said, oh, why, why would you want to test if my liver is healthy? Is this dangerous for my liver? I told him, he's like, well, if you don't have a healthy liver, yeah, this could be problematic. He said, I didn't like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So at home, I went right to the library, you know, I went to the library and looked up that medication and this is back in the nineties, right? 98, 99. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, went to the library. Um, checked it out. I looked it up and I said, oh, I found the medicine. I said, yeah, this is toxic to your liver. 
And I'm like, I don't want this shit. Let me see what else I can do. You know, so I'm looking, I find an herbal book, you know, and that was my first introduction to like the real health world, you know, so I got this herbal book um, and I look in there and it had fungal infections, how to treat them naturally. It started talking about diet, which I was blown away. I was like, wow, through your diet, you can do this. It said, reduce your sugar intake. I started thinking about my sugar intake. I was like, wow, I drink a lot of sugar, you know, I'm like, wow so then i'm like okay what else it talked about probiotics which i've never heard of i was like what are probiotics i'm looking at fermented foods the guy's telling us about yogurt uh kimchi uh all sorts of stuff you know uh, and i was like wow this is pretty amazing let me try this talked about eating raw garlic um you know uh, rubbing tea tree oil so i tried all this stuff I, I started reducing my sugar intake uh drinking nothing but water and like maybe some lime in there uh eating raw garlic uh you know putting the tea tree oil uh, eating the probiotics. And within two weeks, I already started seeing a change. It was diminishing. And then I kept it up. And then within a month, it was completely gone. It never came back again. So I went back to the doctor and said, hey, you know, I cured this thing without your medicine. I don't want to take it because it's toxic. I use this. And he starts laughing at me. He was like smirking, like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Of you know, diet has nothing to do with it. And I got angry because he's like literally like, you know, belittling me or like kind of poo-pooing what I just told him so I was like f him you know what I mean I'm I'm the healer f him he doesn't know what he's talking about <laughs> so from that point on, I didn't respect him I didn't respect doctors I was like you know what these are fools you know wow yeah dude I do know I agree with you 100% everything you just said I'm like these motherfuckers like they they can't comprehend something that they just weren't trained in you know and so instead of being open to it because if they were to be open to it They'd have to come to the realization that all that money, all that time, all that energy that they put into their training and their education to a certain degree was useless. And they can't sit with that. That's deep, man. That's some severe cognitive dissonance. So all they can do is gaslight, dismiss, deflect, and, and be condescending. And it's Especially like, fuck that the shit, fact man. that you figured something out on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and once I figured that out, I'm like, wow, you know, then I said, what about these other plants? I started looking at the book. I'm like, every plant is medicinal. And I, I was like, I was fascinated by that. So I just went in all, all in, man. I got obsessed with herbs. Like I went in there, started learning every herb I can. I was like studying each page, what it's good for, you know what I mean? Uh, where it's found. And like, I went crazy. I went like two years of like fully, like just learning on my own, every plant I could get. And I was like amazed, you know, and I, I already had memorized things. Somebody said they had a headache. I'm like, I know what to give you. You know, my dad had um, a varicose vein. He was waking up in pain with his leg. He would sleep and just start screaming. And I'm like, oh, uh, I know what to do. Let me give him some ginkgo. So I gave him ginkgo. That thing went away. He never had pain again. So I was like, wow. So I started giving people stuff like, oh, let me just pretty much like practicing on friends and family. And this stuff was working. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm a wizard. You know what I mean? I'm like, I can just picture like, Cozy. It's a yatros. It's a yatros. My dad was proud, you know, from Greek, like Greek people have this thing, oh, botana. Botana is like botanicals, you know, and he's like, he was impressed. He's like, wow, this is pretty cool. So the more I was learning, I was like, yo, this is really cool. So I went to Greece. I started healing people with different ailments. I would have my book and I'd be like, I know what you need. You need this, you know? So people were like fascinated, you know, and I felt, I felt powerful. I felt like, like I had this knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that's where it started, you know? Um, then, you know, a lot of things happen, you know, I went, um, I mean, there's all like chopped up areas, but like, um, you know, from there, I, I learned to be an energy healer. Um, and this happened just in my dream. Like I, I had this amazing dream, right. Where I was working as a sound engineer years ago, it was around, you know, 1920, 19 to 21. And 
I wasn't happy with it. Like I was happy at first, but towards the end, I was like, you know, something's missing. You know, I don't think this is it for me. There's something else for me. And um, I went to sleep one day. I only had like three hours of sleep and I woke up. I mean, in my dream, I, I um, this kind of holy person went on top of me. He was like in a blue aura. Okay. And he starts healing my body. He's, I, I still remember exactly what he did. He was healing my energy. He was aligning me again uh, and just renewed me. And then he flipped over my palms and he started waving his arms around there and he lit my arm, my hands in a blue glow. Okay. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I just started sweating. And I woke up and I look at my hands and I'm like, wow, this was very strange. This guy gave me some healing energy. And from that point on, I became a healer. I was just naturally, I just knew what to do without reading any books. I didn't even know about Reiki. I didn't know what that stuff was, but I walked up to a friend of mine, this girl, um, she was, she was crying. She was sad. I just put my hands on her and I immediately felt this healing energy going through her and she just stopped. When people were having headaches, migraines, I naturally knew just put my hands on their head. The migraines would go away in a few minutes. Um, and I just started healing people my friend's mom had cancer. Uh, I went to see her uh, in the hospital. I, I just said, I, I'm going to heal her. I just put my hands on her and I was healing her every day for like a week. Her cancer went into remission. Um, and I was like, I just knew it wasn't even like, oh, maybe I, I was just confident. I had this confidence in me and I was like, I can heal people. And I was just doing it. And this, I, I felt this powerful energy. I was like really amazed. And then, um, you know, um, unfortunately, a few years later, the woman died. It was like five years later. But this extent, I felt like I contributed to this. I don't know if it's coincidence or what, but at the time, I felt like I did that. But whatever. Five years later, you know, she passed away. Rest in peace to her. Uh, but anyway, back to the story. Uh, where was I going? Oh, and then this fascinating thing happened. So after like two years of healing people like this, I'm sitting on a, I go to Barnes and Nobles and pick up a book. I'm started reading and I see the hands, like all the hand stuff that I was doing. I was like, wow, this is very similar to what I do. It was called Reiki. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Let me take it home and read more. I'm on my way on the platform, Queensborough Plaza. I'm waiting, reading this book. Some Somebody taps me on the shoulder, right? I turn around. I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you a, a Reiki student? And I'm like, oh, no, no. I just picked it up. I was, I was just learning about this. I wanted to know more about it. She's like, oh, I'm a Reiki master. She's from Brazil, okay? Uh, Brazilian woman she barely spoke English like very chopped English you know like um and she's like I'm a Reiki master and we, I'm like oh that's pretty cool and she starts telling me about it she's like I have healing circles at my home like once a month if you want to come uh you're welcome and I'm like this is awesome you know so she got off the stop right before I did she gave me her number and everything and I'm like oh this is awesome so I went to see what she was about and she was awesome she was healing people in her home she would just invite people for free just healing her and her husband were just healing people like five, six, 10 people at a time just coming in. And I was helping and said, would you like to help? I went on and helped and they felt it. They, they looked at me and they looked at my hands They're like, wow, we feel the energy. She's like, you're a natural healer. But if you want to learn more, I can definitely teach you. So she taught me like just by, I was just basically seeing what she did. And, you know, she, she definitely taught me a lot of stuff, you know, and um, I was grateful. It's incredible, man. There's, like I'm a big believer, but there's no, there's no coincidences. There's only synchronicities, man. And anyone on the path recognizes that fully, you know, that's goosebumps, dude. I want to, I want to ask yeah. you, man, like, tell us a bit more about generally how, now that you've kind of been through that in, and in that, like the mechanisms of, of Reiki, as you, as you understand it now, how would you describe the process of how that actually works to someone who's never 
even delved into that area? Yeah, well, I have a different idea. Like from what people, there's, you know, there's a theory that people say, you know, everybody says the same thing. Oh, Reiki comes from this, this energy, um, this life force energy, they call it, and uh, they channel it and put it in. Um, I see it in many different ways. So I really, what I do, like I say Reiki, but it's, I don't like to like put that label on it. I'm yeah. a healer. It's all yeah. the same. I but I think that I can tell you from what I believe and what, from yeah. what I've learned, studied the science on it. I believe that we're electromagnetic beings. We have magnetism in us and it's because every cell in our body is a battery. Okay. Um, and it creates energy and it, it shoots out light. Every cell can communicate with light and that's how we do communicate. Our neurons fire with light, um, light sound. Um, and when we put our hands on people, a lot of things are happening here, right? So our hands uh, help soothe people. It helps relax people, uh, comforts them, okay? As we're comforting though, also, we have uh, energy that's coming, emitting from our heart, uh, from our brain. And again, every cell in our body is emitting this energy. And we all have these healing frequencies. Uh, like we were, we were created that way to be able to help and heal others. That's why when a baby cries, a mother knows in instinctually to hug the baby, the baby stops crying, right? Because it's comforted. It's feeling this energy. It's not just about the embrace. It's the embrace plus a loving energy that surrounds it, right? Um, if you bump your toe, the first thing you do, or you have a headache, you're, you just touch the, the part that is hurting because something's happening there, right? Something's happening beyond just the, the touch. It's it's an electromagnetic thing. So um, I believe that we have these healing frequencies and when we touch others, and especially if you practice a certain way and you're calm about it, like you have this meditative, um, it, it's, it's like a meditation, I see it as. If you can mm. meditate and you can be calm, uh, you can transfer that calming energy into people. So that's what I believe is happening. And I also think that we have, because we have light in us, we can transfer that light into others. Wow. So... On, on on that note, how do you how do you perceive the problem of EMF? If we are magnetic beings, has that shifted the way that you see EMF as, as an actual threat to our physiology? Yeah, totally, totally. Um, EMFs are very dangerous for our bodies. Um, what they do, the, the major reason why they're they're dangerous is because they uh, oxidize our bodies. They're they're powerful oxidizers. So we use up all our antioxidants while we're being hit with this. Our bodies using all its vitamin C, all its vitamin E, all of, all of our, the, you know, the protective pigments that we get from like fruits, vegetables, seaweeds, all of that stuff is being used to, to kind of counteract these things. And that's where the problem lies is as we're using up these antioxidants, we don't have enough to protect ourselves, right? Because these, we have these to protect ourselves and now you're using it to protect that. Now your cells are unprotected and that's where the damage happens. Yeah, wow. So, I mean, so how sorry. do you how do you how do you navigate that being in one of the most highly uh, charged places from a, from an electromagnetic radiation standpoint in New York City, and then I want to also get into later on if you think like EMFs have an impact on on symptoms, especially regarding the whole thing that happened last year. But first, yeah, just talk about that. Like like what do you do to 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 take precaution and take care of yourself and mitigate that stress? Mm. Yeah, I mean obviously it's hard to avoid because we're like swimming in a sea of this electromagnetic like pollution. Um, but the best things you can do is um, make sure you're getting enough antioxidants. Okay. Make sure you're eating, you know, your vegetables with, especially with the skin, uh, you know, the pigments are what's powerful and protects us. Um, you know, so things like turmeric, um, you know, um, 
oh, just try to eat the rainbow. I know it's it's pretty much cliche, right? Like yeah. everybody knows about that, but eat the rainbow of colors. That's what's protecting us. Seaweeds are very powerful. It's probably the most powerful thing that can protect you. Obviously, you have to make sure the seaweeds are coming from a clean source, clean water. Um, but, you know, these are the powerful things, antioxidants, uh, making sure you're sleeping well, because when you sleep, your body's producing melatonin. Melatonin is one of the most powerful uh, antioxidants, um, you know, that our body makes. Uh, obviously, you can supplement with it, but, you know, I wouldn't um, suggest anybody use it like regularly, you know, here and there, it's okay. Uh, you know, maybe a couple of times a week, you can do it, but I wouldn't do it daily, but try to get sleep is the important thing. Shut off your phones, your electronics a little earlier, you know, than your bedtime. Um, it's really important. Uh, and trying to rest and relax. I mean, that's the, the key, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty amazing. Um, just because I've had the experience, I lived in New York city for eight years and then I, I would go out camping in nature and mm -hmm. literally like camping and backpacking, walking thousands of, you know, you know, you know, a whole bunch of miles and then thousands of elevation and then being exhausted and still having this energy and waking up. And then I come back to New York city and then I'd go to sleep and want to sleep for like 15 hours. Like I was so, so tired and like drained. And so just like, the, I, I agree, like the more we can bring nature into our lives, you know, especially while living in the city, I think it's really important. So like the whole EMF thing has been something that's been big in my life. Like you know, I got this new new technology, this this graphene graphene powder that you add water to, and it becomes a paint. And so we painted all our walls with it in the house, and then uh, two coats of that, and then connect it to a, con a conductive tape that connects to the ground in the outlet that grounds it as well. And then we put the regular paint over, it, and I have it in the back in a back healing studio as well. It's this electro. I, I've worked with this electrician, electromagnetic radiation specialist here in California. And it's like, it's tricky, man, because it's coming at us from all angles. Mm -hmm. And what you said is so on point is like, sleep is so, so important. So even if you can just like turn off the Wi-Fi, you know, make sure your phone isn't on, is on airplane mode or turned off and it's not right next to your head while you're sleeping, it's just going to support your, your, your health and support your sleep. Uh, so you can help regenerate even more. So I hear you, man. Yeah. And like, yeah, when you're sleeping, that's because relaxation. So when you're relaxed, that's when we heal. Right? There's, there's two nervous systems. There's the parasympathetic and sympathetic. With sympathetic is the fight or flight mode. It's when you wake up, it's like that coffee energy. It's like stimulated energy. But the parasympathetic is when we're healing. So when, that's why it's good to meditate. That's another one. So if you're meditating, and you don't have to be a Buddhist monk, but if you just stop, close the lights, and do slow, deep breathing for a few minutes, it's very powerful because it's telling your body, hey, you're safe. And when you're safe, your body says, okay, I don't have to fight because I'm safe. Now let me use my resources to heal the body. Okay. And that's very powerful to understand that because when your body shuts that, because when you're outside, you're, you're vulnerable, right? You're vulnerable when you're scared, you're vulnerable. So like your body's not going to use its resources to heal. It's going to say, let me fight. Let me put up walls. Let me, let me, you know, let me bite somebody. Let me run away from somebody. So yeah, cut, you shut off that stress response by slow deep breathing. When, when the body sees oxygen, it says, okay, I'm safe. Uh, that's why it's, it's good, like what you said, right? You, like swimming and, and being in nature, even hugging a tree, uh, getting into water. If you get into the beach, all those minerals are going to calm you down. All that stuff helps. Getting into the sun, that's also very healing. Um, you know, if you're in nature, take off your socks, ground to the earth. We know that when you ground, you're getting extra antioxidants from the earth. And that stuff, I'm sure you guys read about grounding and stuff like that. But for the, the audience that might not know, when, the, when lightning strikes the ground, it, it releases uh, free electrons into the ground. So when you're putting your feet there, 
you're zapping up really powerful antioxidants. So all this stuff helps. Again, being in nature, relaxing, laughing. Laughing is one of the best things you can do. So watch comedy and, and just laugh with your friends. You know? <laughs> Let's do a little laugh right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, even if you're making believe, like you're forcing, even just making believe a smile, the fact that we've learned that if you even fake a smile, that thing will stimulate endorphins. It's, it's freaking amazing. It's incredible, awesome. man. Absolutely incredible. One, one thing I've noticed is that EMF is the real empirical threat, right? Whereas viruses, they're the psychological threat because that's, mm-hmm. that's what they've attuned us to believe is the threat. Meanwhile, we're constantly bathing in the real empirical problem and we're not even thinking about it at all, bro. Yeah. Like most That's of the time. That's a real right? invisible threat. We're, we're looking, exactly. We're looking for the invisible particles and counteracting against that, but no, one, no one's considering what's actually affecting us. It's just, yeah. They've oh, done they've right. played the game well. And I wanted to add something. You just reminded me because you said, you know, about the threat. And I just want to also mention the cell membrane is super important to keep intact. And that's what really is going to protect you because this EMF is attacking your cell membranes and literally creates holes in them to like come in and invade your cells. And that's where the real damage happens. So keeping that cell membrane, the antioxidants will protect that cell membrane. But the most important thing is getting enough cholesterol um, and uh, essential fatty acids to, because that's what really is making that layer. So you want to make sure you're building that layer. So you need cholesterol, you need EMF, um, EFA, sorry, did I say EMFs? Essential fatty acids, like omega-3s, omega-6s particularly. And they tell you, don't eat omega-6s. That's a lie. You need a lot of omega-6s, but you need to make sure they're, they're, um, um, they're not oxidized. That's the important thing. So I personally take this oil called Udo's oil. Um, and um, Udo's oil, is a, you know, it's, it's an oil that has the proper proportion of what omega-6 to omega-3s. Um, and they keep it refrigerated. And, you know, you have to just be careful not to spoil them. But that stuff is excellent to build and protect yourselves from this radiation. It's interesting, man, because this kind of ties in slightly to the whole veganism agenda in some kind of way, right? Because we eliminate all cholesterol completely and we have none of that fatty protection after being on such a journey. So it just makes me try to connect the dots of what these guys are trying to pull. Yeah, there's definitely an agenda. Uh, And, you know, uh, I know a lot of vegans get upset about this. So I don't want to like, you know, divide anybody and stuff. If you're a vegan, that's cool. But um, you can definitely get cholesterol. Your body will make cholesterol. And it has to because it's so vital that your body will make it no matter what, you know. Uh, But I believe that they've lied to. Not that I believe. I know they've lied to us uh, about cholesterol. It's very powerful stuff. It produces all our sex hormones, our fight or flight hormone, cortisol. Um, you know, it, it helps, um, pretty much it, it's part of, it is vitamin D basically. It's a tweaked version of vitamin D. Uh, so that's needed, uh, your bile, which, you know, your digestive tract, um, you know, your bile is made from your liver that is created from cholesterol. So your cell membranes are made of cholesterol. So imagine, you know, the implications of telling somebody, oh, you have to reduce your cholesterol intake. Um, uh, that's like saying, that's like pretty much you're wishing somebody to die. I think, I think it's evil. I agree. I mean, I come to from this place, man, just for someone who's been in this world for 15 years and studying different things around health and modalities, uh, body work, et cetera. It's like the, it's just an inverted world we live in on mm-hmm. every single level. I mean, the thing that gets blasted on the mainstream, even from, from a nutrition standpoint, I, I run the other way personally. 
and and I'm always di diving in and digging in and people who are challenging the status quo, even within the alternative community. There's just so much knowledge, so much wisdom that's kept from the, the public, from the population. And, and like what you said earlier, man, I think really is the answer is like, you became your own doctor, you became your own healer, you were empowered to seek out information and to figure things out for yourself and see how things responded with your own body. You're a universe within yourself. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just think that's the really, really, really important thing. And what I think the powers that be and even how they're trained in the medical world to think is like, let's, let's be the answer. Let's not in, empower other people and our clients that they can be the healers of their own life. And it's like, let's keep you in perpetual victimhood. It's like, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Like, where can I go? Oh, the, the, the priest in the white coat shall have the answers and anoint me with, with a blessing, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And you hit the nail on the head, man. They, they want you vulnerable. They want you uh, uneducated and looking to authorities, just like you said, like a priest or like a doctor. I'm not with that. I've always been a self-learner. Um, you know, I went to, so after this whole herb stuff and, and the healing stuff, I went to, um, I went to school, like to, to study nutrition. Cause I wanted to be an herbalist at first, right? I was like, Oh, I want to be an herbalist. But in order to get, you know, part of this organization, they said, Oh, you need nutrition credits and biochemistry. It's like, all right, let me start. As I was, I was thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to become a dietitian as well. In the middle of that, I stopped because of this whole agenda, right? I was learning about cholesterol in science class. And I was taught that every cell membrane was made of cholesterol. And now my nutrition school is telling me the dietitian school is telling me oh you have to avoid cholesterol I'm like that doesn't make any sense like if your body's made of your brain is made of cholesterol your cells are made of it why would I want to reduce it that doesn't make any sense right so I felt like something was wrong with that narrative so I, that's where I that's another avenue that I went down a rabbit hole and I was like holy shit they're lying to us same thing with diabetes they were treating diabetics uh, they, they were giving diabetic sugar and saying that that's okay. Oh yeah, they could eat mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and, and rice. It's like, I'm like, what? Like if you have diabetes, you got to control that. You know what I mean? It's, unless you want to be on medicine, right? If you want to be on insulin all your life, then of course, you know what I mean? Keep, you know, keep eating the sugar. So that, these were all red flags to me. And that's when I decided to research on my own. And that's, I went deep into the science of nutrition and I'm thankful I did. And that led me to this road about, you know, then the whole va the vaccine thing comes around because around 2009, when I actually started working uh, in the health field, um, not as a dietitian because I never became a dietitian, uh, but um, anyway, I'm in the health field in the nutrition department, um, and then they start talking about mandating flu shots. Around 2009, that's talk started happening. So right away, that's where my first real battle was because it's like, you know what? They want to mandate what? And that got me questioning. I never questioned vaccines before that. Right. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, didn't think much. But when somebody wanted to mandate it, like force me to get a flu shot, I'm like, wait a minute, what's what's in this thing? First of all, I started looking at the ingredients. I'm like, what mercury? What, what, what? And then I started, you know, researching. Um, I tried to read everything I could. I ran into Dr. Tenpenny's like uh, interview one day and I, um, I was like, I was blown away by what she was saying and that she was really the first doctor that like put me on. And I was like, wow, this is insane, you know. Uh, but that's how I got started. And I started learning. And since then, and I think that's what got me into this, the mandate. That's when you tell somebody you must do this. Uh, I think the human being, like a, a critically thinking human being is like, what? No, I'm not going to just do it because you told me. Why should I do it? Let me find out what this is about. Let me see what it actually does to my body. Let me see what it's going to do to my health. And why do I need that? It's just the flu. Why do I need that? 
So that's what really started angering me. Yeah, man. I, I want to give you a little confirmation here, bro. So I, I work with a divination. I'm a student of tarot, astrology, numerology, numerology, and the ancient esoteric side of things. So the ancient Egyptian zodiac is actually 36 constellations, right? And each one of those constellations links to a card of the minor arcana of the tarot, which is actually tens of thousands of years old, these images. So we each have a card which rules the 10-day period which we, we were born to. And your personal card is this. It's the Four of Swords, right? Let me just tell you a bit about what the Four of Swords means. This is research, analysis, deep learning, meticulousness, close observation, mastery, seeing beneath the surface. This is like the deepest educational card that we have. This is someone that's constantly learning, constantly seeing beneath the surface, wanting to absorb as much knowledge as possible. So it's just absolutely no coincidence that you see things and you go to the depths that you go to. It is, that wow. is that is how you how you arrived here man that's pretty cool and yeah i definitely want to hear more <laughs> that's yeah. pretty awesome and it's never ending man for the, for people that are have this investigative quality that yeah. want to get to the bottom of things it's a constant unfolding you know it's like how many times in my life can i say where i'm like oh i thought this was the truth or this was the answer but then staying open and keeping a critical thinking mind and going, oh, well, no, no, now this makes more sense or this makes more sense. And it's a constant like tweaking process, you know, mm -hmm. like people think this truth seeking journey is like this linear process. It's like, no, it's not. It's like two steps forward, one to the side, left back. And like, you know, questioning yourself, then, then being self-righteous for a while, then going, oh shit, I shouldn't have been self-righteous because I wasn't hundred percent right. And then I go down this alley. Like it's about being in the fucking arena and putting on the gloves and fighting and, and, and getting messy and getting dirty. Like, it's not about being perfect because what the fuck is perfection? You know what I mean? Like, what is that anyway? So kudos to you, brother. Yeah. Right on. And yeah, like what you're saying is right. Cause I'm not, I'm never consistent. Like I'm, you know, I'm a peaceful, like I'm a healer. That's, that's really what I love doing. But that was interrupted because once this start, stuff started happening, I'm like, I can't heal somebody right now. There's war. Literally. I feel like there's a war on us, our war on our biology and a war on our freedom. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna use my healing energy. I started channeling that energy with power and, and, and getting myself into this position. And it naturally happened because as I was, I did a talk once on, on live Instagram live. And I'm like, oh, we'll talk about vaccines. And people loved what I said. And I thought like, oh shit, people wanna learn more. So then I kept getting into it and get, and then somehow I got sucked into, you know, once they started mandating shots for kids and like, you know, all this stuff is like, I really got on there just to protect my children. And I became fierce. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to protect these kids, I'm going to get them a religious exemption, I'm going to do this, I'm going to and fighting that all constantly fighting in my life, you know. Um, and uh, this is where we're at today. And and that's never we, we never got relief from that, right? Even after I got the religious exemptions, two years later, they were taken away from us in New York. So I was angry, full of rage. Um, and then I'm like, these mother efforts just don't stop. And then they hit us with this pandemic and now i'm full war mode okay you tyrants out there man we're gonna defeat you so badly the people are awakening we're multiplying by the day every conversation i have i make sure on the train i'm handing out flyers almost every single day every single day i speak to somebody i make it a goal in my mind i'm gonna affect at least five people today and i make out my that's my goal every single day by the time i leave my house to you know take the train to go to work and my lunch break and back I'm talking to people, okay? And if we all did that, or just say one person a day I'm gonna affect with the conversation, okay? We're gonna make the changes. They're scared and terrified of us. This is why they're coming in. 
with these mandates full rush on us because like we can't allow them to wake up anymore just force them you know get get rid of their uh you know food supply get rid of their financial uh you know uh, you know their uh their cash flow you know what i mean get in there shut them down and then they'll give in that's what they're trying to do that's exactly yeah. what i fucking yeah. love it bro i love, I love it, man and i got i got i got to come back in here one more time now so your rising sign is aries bro your rising this this is your core sense of self is aries bro it's the emperor you are the yeah. fucking guy man you are the leader bro you are the one with the highest energy to go and do this shit bro you are the one that's going to bring the fight man this is this is king leonidas bro this is this is sparta no this is new york bro this is you man i fucking love it and i had no idea because I'm, I'm thinking I'm just a Libra and a Scorpio. Because that's I'm on the cusp, but right? October 21st, uh, Libra and Scorpio. So I'm like, all right, I see the balance. I fight for fairness. And then I see the Scorpio side where I'm like very emotional, uh, very deep thinking. You know what I mean? That's as much as I know. I never dug into astrology more than that. You know, the surface stuff. Yeah, so, man. So yeah, li- 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 Libra is your son. And that's kind of, that kind of rules how you're going to be in partnerships. And it also indicates your destiny. But your core sense of self. The constellation that was actually visible in the sky on the night you were born was Aries, bro. And Aries oh, is Aries is your energy, man. That's and this is the highest like energy that we have to actually go and take control and be the leader and be the commander. You know what I mean? And this is this is yeah. you, my brother. That's awesome. yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I want to add to that. Like, there's a part of the story that also I want to share with you guys, and I don't share this publicly much, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, but um. So when I was around, I guess, 21, um, I had an experience with a plant teacher. Um, you know, um, I had a, I'm, I don't know if you've heard um, mm-hmm. a, a visionary plant. And, you know, I took this thing and this thing brought me to a place that, um, like, I, um, I basically had this, this, this vision. And it wasn't a vision. To, to be honest, you know, when you have these spiritual experiences, um, my, my body combined, my, my spirit combined with this, uh, with this Native American chief, okay? And I don't know if he's Native American, but he was an Indian chief. He merged with my soul, okay? And he was a chief and he was a warrior. And when I felt that emergence, I, I had this, like, I left that experience, like, feeling like, um, like a leader, like a chief leader of, of a warrior tribe, you know? And it was about wisdom and it was about, um, about warrior, but I didn't had no idea what my future was going to be after that. But it, it makes so much sense now. It clicks. But during that experience, um, my body uh, became a ball of of energy. Uh, I totally lost. Like uh, I was not my body. I became this ball of energy spinning around. I was made of billions of stars, and it shot up into space really fast. And as this happened, uh, I knew that I I started this. This chief was telling me. Um, how the universe was created and he was telling me and my friend who was observing me at the time uh, he was just there to watch me um, he told me that and I don't remember what I was telling him but I basically told him how the universe was made but it wasn't me speaking it was like this this native like chief of some sort telling him how the universe was created it was unbelievable but from that point on I felt this confidence that I didn't have before because I was a shy kid you know I was pretty shy I wouldn't talk much uh, just cool and just going with the flow always. I never wanted to stand out. I was always like, you know, I'm cool with everybody. During school, I was quiet. You know, even high school was quiet. People knew me. I was cool with everybody. But I was always just moving around in waves. I don't want to rock the boat. But this thing 
created this warrior in me. And I was like, you know what? You know, this warrior is going to come out soon. And I just had this feeling inside me, you know? I didn't know what, where, wow. what was going to strike, but I knew it was coming in the future. That's incredible. That's awesome, man. dude. And just so everyone knows, in part two, we're going we're gonna to learn how the universe was created. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for our members, okay? I know. $99.99 to get the, the whole truth. I love it, dude. <laughs> to get the secrets of the universe, become a patron, adhere for the truth, choose between three tiers. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't like talking about that because people are like, you know what I mean? When they hear things like that, they think, oh, this guy's crazy or whatever. But that's the reality. As a very spiritual person, uh, I was into plants, like as, like, as you guys, as I told you yeah. guys, I was herb and studying plants. And when I found out about this plant, I was like, wow, this is a, sh a shamanic plant, you know? And I, I was just just blown away by this, you know? I've tried once in my life. Yeah. I was in Canada in an apartment with a bunch of dudes and it looked like the wall, the walls became the ground. And I thought I was, I was walking on the walls the entire time. Oh but yeah. I, I don't know how, what, 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 how I had, how um, legit it was, you know what I mean? What, whatever, whatever substance I did take, but I had, a, I had a terrible, terrible, terrible come down from that. Yeah. Oh, wow. I actually, I, I actually only did it once too. And uh, it was with a friend of mine who actually is in LA right now. He's a New Yorker and he's here and he's supposed to come stay with me tomorrow. I haven't seen right. for a while. So just interesting uh, synchronicity in that front. But, um, but yeah, man, listen, I, I understand why maybe you wouldn't tell a story like that. Um, well, but we're here for the truth and we yeah. keep it real. And like, you know, maybe offline or in part two, you know, I, I, I went down to the Amazon in 2008. I took a year off and backpacked around the globe, ended up wow. spending time in Peru with some shamans and had some real out there interesting experiences, you know, um, but, you know, there's just a lot that can't be explained, you know, mm -hmm. from a rational Western scientific standpoint. And so then it's like, what, not real? Like, I'm going to discount your personal experience. And this is what we're dealing with in this whole vaccine issue is that mothers, parents, personal experiences are fucking just discounted. And they're being gaslit and being like, no, what you saw, what you believed, what you felt is not the truth we have mm -hmm. the answer. And it's like, nah, man, each of us are individuals. We have our own experience, what we feel, what we see, what we connect to our intuition. And to just say that's a lie, why? Because it can't be fucking measured is, is ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have our inner teachers, like our own bodies are telling us at all times. You just have to listen. There's so much wisdom in the body. And um, it's just, it's so hard to even grasp with words, you know, like where this knowledge comes from and how we learn things and just all the things that happen. It's like, it's, it's just unreal, but yeah. And, and, you know, people have experiences with plants like that. They'll do it once or twice and not really get the full, but the more you spend time, I've learned that the more you spend time with this plant and take your time to actually learn the right way, you start developing a deeper and deeper understanding. And you also understand yourself deeper because it gives you time to reflect and, and to go deeper when normally we don't, we're not used to doing that. Um, so I've learned a lot from this plant. I actually became a better healer uh, from this plant. Just learned so many things. Like it's just, I could talk on and on. Maybe another time we'll talk about just that plant, you know? So I don't yeah, want to take time. We're, we're happy to go there, man. We're going we're gonna to wrap up the first half of this public episode, of the public side of this episode here. Um, just want to thank everyone that's tuned in thus, thus far. We really appreciate you guys. Um, we'd love for you to join our community and support independent alternate media. This is, this is where we need to go collectively. 
um, is to is, is to really get behind each other and those putting out alternative branches of, of information because we honestly, we all, we all know, cannot trust or rely on mainstream sources for any semblance of truth anymore. Um, this is Cozy. Go check him out on Instagram. Um, his handle is Cozy Wellness on Instagram. Go connect, go get a vibe, and uh, we'd love to see you on the other side. All right, guys, take care. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to our patrons. We got Cozy with us today, health freedom activist, powerful motherfucker, as we learned in part one. And um, yeah, man, so I want to I wanna kind of bring this back to the start of the pandemic. You know, New York City was like the epicenter. You know, obviously you had like Wuhan, Northern Italy and, and New York City where everyone was dying and you know, all these horrible things were going to happen. Like, what was that like? Like knowing what you know and expecting what you expected to happen on some degree, what was that like? What were you witnessing? What, how are the people around you? How are friends of yours that maybe don't think in the same way? Like, what was the experience of New York City during this at the yeah, beginning? Great questions, man. I like where this is going. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was, it was my worst nightmare coming true. Right. This was like the worst nightmare ever. And because uh, I knew where this was going. And even up to this point, I could say today, this is my worst nightmare coming true. Like this is exactly what my worst nightmare would be like. Right. Uh, forcing people to get vaccinated. Uh, OK, so when it first happened, uh, the first thing that hit me was like when they enforced masks. Right. They're like, OK, from now on, it's a law. You have to wear a mask on the trains. You have to wear a mask indoors. Uh, you have to stand six feet apart. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing any of this shit. The fuck out of here. Like, are you crazy? Like, literally, they're painting things on the floor, telling you, stand here. I'm like, that's <laughs> not who I am, dude. I'm not going to stand where you tell me to stand. I'm not going to fucking put a cloth over my face. I'm not doing any of this shit. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Who the fuck do these people think they are? And I'm like, I'm getting angry. While people are frightened, I'm getting angry. I'm getting vicious. I'm like, what the, I'm going to rip your head off. Who's going to tell me to put a cloth mask on? So I'm like, so I'm in there. And at first I'm like, all right, for maybe a day, I get confused. I'm like, all right, you know, um, is this really happening? Like, did they, it's not that I wasn't scared of the virus per se, but I'm like, did they really create? And, and some, the scientist that I follow, he kind of had me thinking for a second is maybe I'm wrong and maybe he's right. It's like maybe a day of that, right? He's like, he's saying, you know, this is a bioweapon maybe. And he's like, maybe they made this really strong to actually kill us. We don't know yet. And this was like early on. So, you know, I, I'm not going to blame him for that. But like, I know it was early on and he was just being cautious. You know, he just wanted to know, all right, we know this shit came out of Wuhan. Did they design this to kill? And then he had me thinking like, wow, maybe this is really like, we do have to be careful. But I'm like, nah, nah, they're full of shit. They planned this thing, you know? Uh, and I just went with my gut. I'm like, I'm not scared of this shit. So um, I was not wearing a mask. Um, I went on the trains, uh, and people were looking at me like they wanted to kill me. Uh, and to this day, I get this look. Uh, but earlier on, towards the middle of it, I would say people were getting very angry, like where people were approaching me, uh, cursing at me, like they were looking at me uh, as I'm somebody that's selfish and trying to kill them because I don't have symptoms that can maybe pass on to them. I don't know what they're thinking, but you know, they were scared of me. So I had several altercations, man, where it came close to me physically fighting. Uh, but you know, 
the way I carry myself and the way I project myself, uh, they were not going to touch me because you know, I'm a short guy, man. I'm a short guy with glasses. I'm bald. I don't look too threatening. But when I get angry, I'm, I'm threatening because my energy, like, again, I'm a healer, but I can use that energy to push back. And my aura was like, like, I felt like I, I created an aura that was like a thousand men strong. You know what I mean? That's what I was projecting to these people. And when they were like, for instance, one day was like pretty crazy. Three of them surrounded me, basically yelling at me. Uh, this one African-American woman and this, this one gay guy and this one Hispanic guy come up and they're like, put on a mask. You know what I mean? You fucking asshole. They started cursing at me. I'm like, you know what? You put on a mask. I said, like, why don't you come fucking put it on me? You know what I mean? And they're like, when I said that, they were like taken back. Like, holy shit. Like, they didn't say anything after that. I'm like, you fucking, I went on and I fucking pussy, the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Anyway, the point is people were angry and this yeah. would not stop. Everywhere I would go, people were getting angry. The only time I put it on was like when I had to go on into a store uh, and, you know, I was trying the medical exemption at first, but um, they were, like I was saying, I have a medical condition, but Whole Foods was not having it. I even had them call the cops uh, to come in and, and the cop like didn't side with me. He's like, oh, they have, you know, they, that's their rules and stuff like that. I'm like, I have a medical condition. They don't know the law, man. No, but at first I was having difficulty and I would give up. I was like, fuck it, man. God damn it. So I would put it up to like here. I would never yeah. fully, and I would get in, get what I needed. But then after a while, I learned like just to hold my ground. After I learned how to hold my ground, I just went in there. I said, I have a medical condition. I, I was not backing yeah. down. And then finally they would let me in, you know, after, you know, going yeah. over. It was tiring. It fucking wore me down. But I made it a point. I'm like, you know what? We can't allow this shit. You know, anyway, so besides that, um, yeah, what else did you want me to go into? Well, no, I mean, I was just curious. I was actually going to ask you before about that because I've seen you post on social media, like pictures of like people in the subways, you know, they're, everyone's wearing a mask except maybe one or two people. And, and I was curious what your experience was. But, but even just like, like, what did you witness in New York? Like, were, are people in your family on the same, same tip as you are? Well, your friends, like, did you lose friends as you started speaking out more? Because there's one thing about speaking out or against religious exemptions a couple years ago versus like the, the big psyop, the big, like, like this has changed everything. I mean, there are people who, who are like anti-vax, but became pro-vax for fucking COVID. There are people who are into holistic health. I mean, I know chiropractors, I know Chinese medicine doctors that are like telling their practitioner or telling their clients to get the jab. So it's like, this whole thing has been a completely different mindfuck. So I'm curious, like your experience as a holistic health practitioner, what did you see in New York? Did you see people who, you know, New York's primarily liberal, man. I mean, let, yeah. we could bring into the, we could get into the politics here. You know, New York's primarily leftist. So mm -hmm. if this whole issue has become politicized, so that, that's the thing that totally was like, a, was so weird, like Twilight Zone to, to just observe is like rational, intelligent people that I know in my life that are just like, but the TV and but my side, but orange man bad, but, 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 yeah. you know? So like, what, what's your experience around that? Yeah, it's interesting that you said it like that because yeah, in the beginning when Trump was pushing the vaccine, right? The liberals were, I, we have videotape of Cuomo and, and a lot of liberals saying, we're not gonna take that shot, that Donald Trump shot, you know what I mean? And it's like, and then the liberals like, yeah, yeah. The people I work with, you know, healthcare people, um, they were like, yeah, I'm not taking that shot. It, it needs to be tested. But no, no, I'm not, you know. And then the minute he gets out of office and then now it's a new person, that's their team. Like you said, their team is in. Now they're like, yeah, it's totally safe. 
totally safe. Like, no logic, right, dude. No logic. But yeah, I'm not in the absolute worst city to be in for somebody like me. It's like, but again, like, I think I was meant to be here. You know what I mean? I think like you guys said about stars and like, I think the stars were aligned for me to be here because I needed to be that warrior. I needed to, uh, I needed to feel this part of history. And I, I think that uh, this is a place where I have to, unfortunately, like, cause I don't like this. I don't like to feel angry. I, I'm a healer. I'm a loving person. I don't want to be angry at people. I don't want to be, but we have to be angry at people because these people are um, new world order, uh, disgusting, vile. They're, I don't know what to call them, but they're creatures. They're not human. They're, they want to destroy humans. They want to kill us. They want to depopulate us. And I'm not sugarcoating this. I'm not being hyperbolic. They want to kill you. They want to murder you. They want to make you sick. They hate all creation. Anything that's loving, anything that is, is giving birth and healing and, and nurturing, uh, they want to destroy because they have this evil, uh, almost like a religion. It's you know? anti. It's anti life on 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 every level, man. And uh, like how this doesn't rile up people more, knowing what they know and knowing that the actual mindset of these people is to kill you, is the mm -hmm. worst for you and your family. Like, you know, what I mean, sometimes I feel like that energy in the resistance just isn't there. You know what I mean? Um, I want to I want to read this tweet from Zuby. Um, he said, if Donald Trump had pushed for vaccine passports then 100% of Americans who are currently in favor of them would be opposed to them. And 100% of Americans who are currently opposed to them would still be opposed to them. It's just so fucking true, bro. <laughs> totally true. And um, I had a thought, I just forgot. But anyway, yeah, keep, keep it going. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, I was, I was basically it's just this, this mind virus, which is they now the which the left has infected everyone with you know what i mean and i mean the whole concept of the left has completely changed it's completely shifted and the way this particular political system was used and subverted it's almost yeah. like it was precisely for this event for them to then bring in the trigger which was covid to activate all of this all this fucking ridiculousness you know what i mean um that's what and, and what guys said about friendships and stuff yeah like a lot of friendships were hurt uh people like started looking at me differently like um but luckily i have really good friends that i've kept like um in touch with since since little i've had really good friends so no matter what like our friendship is always strong you know uh but there's been times where people are second guessing or like getting yeah. upset uh i don't really keep people around like that that like like my inner circle so i'm not nothing like that changed my family's on board uh you know like I said, my mother, father, sister, they all know about this. I've been teaching them about vaccines forever. And so they know what's up, you know, so that we're all on the same page. Uh, I try to tell them, to, I'm warning them to let's get the hell out of New York, but they're like a little slower about that. Uh, if it was up to me, if I was single right now, I'd be out of here in a heartbeat, you know? Yeah, where sure. would you go? That's the question. Where would I go? Well, for now, I say I would, I would have to make two stops, right? I think for now I'd go to Florida because I like the vibe there. Uh, in terms of what's happening and the political climate, like it's everything I believe is there. Like the fact that that governor said, you know, I'm outlawing uh, passports, I'm outlawing masks or whatever, at least he's saying, even though it's not like, maybe it's not gonna fully go into fruition, I don't know. But, um, you know, he's he's doing his part, I think. Uh, and I'm not a, somebody who's just believing in him because I don't believe yeah. in any, person. but for now he's talking the game. Uh, and I like that he's trying that, at least from that angle. So I, I like where Florida is heading. I don't think it's going to be a safe state for too long. 
Um, I think that we have to go Midwest somewhere. I think Montana, South Dakota, those are the more rigorous, like, you know, America. That's like full freedom America. You know, you got to go to somewhere like Wyoming, maybe, or like, mm. you know, Montana, South Dakota, Wyoming. And that's not a place where I think of going to, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, who wants to go there? But that's the Wild West, baby. And yeah, that's where... You. That's where the cowboys are. So, so this is another important question I have for you. Okay, so what Greek god are you a lineage of, and do you have the blood of that has allowed you to survive this deadly virus uh, without wearing a mask and with, <laughs> without getting the jab? I just want to know, because so I think all our audience wants to know, you know, because it's a miracle. First of all, that you're still alive. That you've been going to subways, you've been going to Whole Foods without without a mask like please enlighten us on your superpowers <laughs> <laughs> i think maybe because i'm not uh poisoned as much i try to you know i'm careful with my diet and you know what it's not even all that because guess yeah. what i've seen overweight unhealthy people getting covid and recovering right before my eyes so it's not like it's not that this dangerous virus that's going to kill you because if i see overweight like obese people getting it people with diabetes people with uh, all these conditions, they're recovering from it. And 99.9% .9 of the people who got COVID yeah. recovered without any medical intervention. So but that's even another conversation, recovering from it. What is it? You know, it's a whole nother conversation, which we don't have to get into now, but it's just like, there's so, in my, my view is like, what causes disease and what causes symptoms is so different than what we've been conditioned and trained to believe for, for decades, for centuries. And and, I, and we, you know, I have multiple layers of, I'm not going to say I know what it is, because uh, I'm not going to be that arrogant, but like there's several different thoughts I have, right? One, it might not be a virus. Uh, you know, it might just be that you're toxic. It might be that your, um, your terrain is just, and I know it's, that's what it is. I mean, that part I know for sure. It's, your, it's always about your terrain, right? So it's about how strong your body is, how resilient you are, depending on you know, your microbiome, how healthy your bacteria is, um, you know, how many essential nutrients you're getting every day, how much rest you're getting, how much exercise you're getting, how much love you're getting in your life, how much time you're spending in nature, how much sun you're getting, you know, there's all this layers of all these things. So if you, if you're doing all the right things, like what I just mentioned, um, you're not drinking alcohol, you're not smoking cigarettes, right? You're not taking prescription drugs or recreational drugs regularly. Um, you're going to be healthier. You're going to be able to be more resilient. Um, and if you have a fucked up relationship or you're arguing with your loved ones, that's going to cause, you know, issues for you because your, your spirit is going to be crushed and your emotions will be all over the place. You're going to be more susceptible to getting sick. Yeah, I think that's a big piece, too, is the nature of the psyche. You know, if you're living in fear, you know, what 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 is what is living in, in a elevated sympathetic state on a regular basis like what impact is that is that going to have down the road you know and so like you said i agree there's so many factors that determine why a person uh because i'm right there with you man i haven't followed pretty much any of these mandates and i've interacted with people and even my parents my, my dad's 91 years old you know my my mom is uh late 70s you know they they now they watch the news they're old school greeks you know but you know they they haven't um they haven't succumbed to the jab and they flew out from Jersey to here to, to LA and then back to Jersey and then and to Greece. And my dad's 91, dude, he's had one, one vaccine his whole life, a flu shot that almost killed him 25 years ago. And it's like, can someone tell me why he's still alive? Please, someone, someone who's so intelligent and has all these letters after their name, you know, can say, how is this man 
who's 91 years old, who hasn't followed the model of Western medicine to a certain degree. Obviously he's had, he's had some issues with his heart and he had surgery, but I mean, in terms of that, like that he's not up to date, like how is he still alive? and hasn't been overtaken by all of these viruses, you know? And it's like, they don't have the answer. They don't have the answer. So it's, it's um, I think resilience is huge, man. The way an individual builds resilience in their life. And like both my parents are super resilient. You know, they came to, they came from Greece with nothing. They came from Greece to here with nothing and worked their butt butts off. And we live in a culture where it's like resilience is not encouraged. It's like yeah. victimhood is encouraged. You know, being a badass warrior and having personal responsibility and being healthy and not needing other people when it comes to health is like is like not encouraged. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, what problems you have? Okay, let's bond over our misery. Let's bond over our sickness. Let's bond over our problems. You know, yeah. so it's like these war, we're, we're not in our schooling, in our culture, in our society. We're not encouraged. We're not educated to be these warriors, man. We're, we're trained. We're in trained to be fucking not resilient. That, that's so true. They want you to be weak, especially in New York. I learned that because they, you can't have a gun. You can't even have you can't order pepper spray. Uh, you can't have a taser. I'm like, what the hell? You can't have a knife over a certain amount. Like, do you want us to be victims? Is that I mean, that's what that's telling me that you want me to be a victim. I don't want to have to rely on a police officer. I want to have I want to have a knife. I want to have a knife. I want to have a gun. I want to have you know what I mean? And I'm not into guns, but I understand. I'm just putting that out there. It's like they want you vulnerable, right? Um, like I'm in pepper spray. Come on. Like what's, what's that all about? You know what I mean? Like, why can't I have pepper spray? Why can't I have a bulletproof vest? Um, you know what I mean? If I want to wear a bulletproof vest, why can't I have it? It's, it's very strange, you know? Uh, but I want to also take it back to like, cause you said something about, you know, the other element of this whole thing was about fear and fear. We know the fight or flight response lowers your immunity, right? When you're scared, it lowers your immunity. So imagine every two to three minutes we're hearing COVID, 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 deaths, COVID, cases, 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 wear a mask, vaccines coming, the vaccines coming, you know what I mean? All this shit, all you're seeing is images of death, sickness, disease. Uh, this thing has been repeating for almost two years now. So imagine, and the posters and the propaganda and the actresses and the actors and the cartoons telling the kids, and we're getting hit. I, you can't go a day without hearing, you can't even go five minutes without hearing the word COVID, okay? So imagine what this is doing to people who are actually scared and believed into this hype and the propaganda. They believed it. They're terrified. That's why they're so angry when they see people like you and me without masks. They think that we're killers, that we're here to kill them. Uh, and that's the divide that's been created. And people like us also have the fight or flight response activated. But we're scared of another reason. We're not scared of the virus. We're scared of the government and how far they're going. Yeah. So we Absolutely. both are in fight or flight but for different reasons. Yeah, for sure, yeah. dude. And hence the key why it's so important to be as healthy as you can and heal yep. your trauma and do your inner work. So then when you're faced with this, you can be more neutral, you know? And then part of part of the growth and part of building resilience is standing up for yourself. Because when you stand up to authority, all your trauma from your childhood is going to come right up to the surface. Because from day one, we've been conditioned to like, mommy and daddy knows listen to mommy and daddy you go to school you can't even get up to go to the bathroom without fucking getting a hall pass or raising your hand or whatever so it's like we've been trained from day one to be submissive to listen to authority to not listen to ourselves to not trust ourselves to ask for permission and so when we get to this place where you stand up like all that shit's gonna bubble up and so that's the work you know the work is to stand up little by little joel you were about to say something before 
I don't know if you wanted to. Yeah, I just I was going to bring in this idea, which kind of indicates the fact that we were primed to be so passive at this point in time. I've got this quote um, by Colin Wilson from New Pathways in Psychology. He says, one of the most urgent problems for civilized man, he has created civilization to give himself security. Security for what? For boredom? His chief problem seems to be that most human beings need a certain amount of challenge of external stimulus to stop them from sinking into the blank stare and blank consciousness of the idiots, right? <laughs> and this is the thing because for most of civilization up until 100, 150 years ago when the second industrial revolution happened, people were toiling from dawn to dusk to survive for, for stimulus, for challenge to do something, right? Then all of a sudden we had the leisure revolution where for the first time in human history, people had scheduled times for leisure for rest and for relaxation and to do nothing. And this is kind of where, where we see the decline of men and his psychology has gone for, for tyrannical governments to now come and be like, all right, let's, let's fill in that space for you, you know? And it's, it's just, yeah. Very yeah. true, man. Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because, yeah. you know, we wanted safety and this is what we got. You want safety, yeah. then you're going to get security. You're going to be told when to go outside and and it's pretty crazy in Australia. Like I, I haven't caught up to the latest rules, but I would love for you to fill me in on that. You know, um, if you want to do that later or now, yeah, it's up no, to you. I, for sure, man. I mean, Australia definitely seems to have been the place where this is coming in hardest and farthest, fastest to kind of be the model for everywhere else. You know, in I'm in Sydney. It's a bit more intense in Melbourne, but they're standing up a lot more than we are. We're now in the 11th week of a, of a lockdown. It's been over two months at this point in time um you can't the some of the rules over the course of this period which have been chopping and changing is you can't be outside unless you're exercising you can't be outside for more than an hour we've had curfews between 9 p.m and 5 a.m i got i received a fine for being outside and being stationary not exercising um all 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 shops are closed construction industry has closed unless you get vaccinated the only retail open are the ones owned by West Farmers, which basically are owned by BlackRock being the, the major, major big retailers. We, we call them Woolworths, Bunnings, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the, the middle class has been completely flattened and completely destroyed. I've got to go get illegal haircuts. This haircut was done illegally in, in, in my barber's house because he got in a shop front. <laughs> How did Australia get to this point is what I want to know. Like what allowed, like, that's what I'm always trying to figure out because I knew they were tyrannical 10 years ago because I remember when Dr. Tenpenny tried to fly in there, they were like preventing her from coming into the country. They were like, you can't come here and talk to us. I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy, you know? So I don't know, I don't know too much about Australian government to know how they got to this point. I, I really have to do some- well, They took our guns off us in the nineties, right? So I think that was one of, one of the key, key events that people should take notice of. And I mean, remember, this, this began as, a, as an island for prisoners, as an island for convicts, right? That's, that's how the Australian, the modern Australian nation post the Indigenous actually began. That, that's, that's what we are. So with me, I feel like that we were always, but it was under the cover. We were always going to be the poster boy for the globalist agenda. And it was, wow. this was always going to be the place where they, where they would pull the strings tightest when, when the time came. Um, but why, are, why are Australians so sub submissive is what i want to know like how are they allowing this to happen if somebody's telling you like you yeah. can't leave your house like do the people believe this stuff like most of them you would think yeah for the, for the most wow. part um australia 
is very much under the spell of for the greater good, tall poppy syndrome. We're all mates. We're all in this together. And that's the way they've pitched it to Australians is that we've just got to band together to get through this. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of that, that look the other way kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, on the, on, the, on, the, on the other side of this, man, Australians are rising up as well. We're seeing, yeah. we're seeing in Melbourne now, which is basically a war zone, we're seeing protesters really banding together and stepping up. I mean, you got the riot squad now shooting rubber bullets at mums and dads attending these protests who are, who are unarmed, you know? These are scenes which we never thought that we would expect to see in Australia, something that you'd expect to see. In, in maybe China. I should come out there. Maybe I should come out there and help you guys. What we do you think? You, bro. We need, yeah, man. We we need we need we need you on board, bro. And but what what I'm noticing is that it is, man. For for the most part, it is the wogs that are standing up, right? It is the immigrants. It is the ones that have actually still have have that fire and have that realization that you know what I mean. We we've kind of seen this on some level before to some extent. Um, our next, our next guest, uh, we'll get deep into Australia that we're interviewing. He's like, like one of the OG political analysts uh, in Australia. So, you know, you could check out the first half of that episode. And if you want to become a patron to see the second half, you can support us. <laughs> I, I want to interview Joel now, like maybe because I, I, I think my audience would love to hear the Australian side of it. You know, we haven't had any Australians come and talk to us. So that, that'd be cool. It'll be my yeah, pleasure to awesome. jump on with you, man. Yeah, for sure, bro. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 wild, bro. What what, what can I, what can I say, man? It's... We can't let this happen, though, man. There's, they, I think, I think people are gonna snap. I think they're snapping now, right? These, Everyone like, has their limits. Everyone has yeah. their limits, right? And this this is what I keep holding on to is that the more ridiculous this charade gets, eventually you're going to awaken and you're going to make everyone blink twice. I don't care how asleep yep. you are. Eventually, this is gonna come to you and your doorstep. There's going to be a point where you're going to join us and you're going to fucking join the resistance and realize because everyone truly does has the, have their limits, bro. That's what I believe. This is a message to you tyrants in Australia. You <laughs> tyrants, just back down now because it's going to, you know, I'm not going to say anymore. I won't say anymore. It's not going to be pretty, people. When people finally snap and realize that the show is over, like the jig is up, you know, they're going to be pissed off, especially the ones that figure out now like i don't know if they, they're going to be able to like i think if you haven't figured it out by this point you're not going to figure it out maybe you know but i hopefully i'm wrong but i mean uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing people who i thought would never figure out starting to figure it out you know what i mean so I, I do believe that people can get there um but one message that i have to every single fucking business that is now promoting the discrimination and the segregation in australia or anywhere in the world we are going to remember this isn't going to last forever. You know what I mean? So I think everyone needs to make their decisions of where they stand in history very wisely at this point in time. Because if you make your decision in alignment with the regime of tyranny that's going on, which is going to fall, this charade is going to collapse. People are going to know where you stood at this at that point. You know what I mean? So be yeah. careful. Seriously, everyone needs to be very, 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 very careful because they're forcing us to make decisions at this point in time. Right. So if you're not making your decisions from a place of morality and from value and from the intrinsic nature of you as a human, then there's, there's going to be consequences, even though you're not going to get the immediate consequences because you're sucking dad's dick right now. There are going to be consequences. Oh, he went there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is how we roll in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. dick. Is that racist? You racist against Australians? There's probably yeah. somebody say that. 
Yeah, so 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 uh so cozy man. Yeah, how do you feel about um Cuomo de Blasio? How do you feel about those cats? See that name, like ah, I, I, I just uh, I get so angry. It's it, like I become incredible hulk. Like, don't say his name. When how many hear- times have you tweeted at Cuomo? <laughs> Probably a lot of like they hate me. His his administration, they know about me, man. They they <laughs> like it's 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 so funny. Uh I won't get into that, but basically. They know that I'm a problem. They they knew that, and they were trying to, pretty much, uh, you know. So I heard um, they have people putting fake comments to make him look better and to kind of make him look like the people are loving him uh, to counteract all these negative, uh, you know, tweets that were coming from me and, and many others in my group. You know, uh, so I was attacking him hard, as you guys probably saw. Sometimes I was being funny, vicious. Whatever it was, I was coming at him like every, like maybe multiple times a day at some time, sometimes. Because I knew the reason I did it is I knew he was reading them. I knew that people were like, Twitter is the place where you want attention. Like, if you want politicians to see that and they really care about what you say because they don't, like, you affect them because they're like, oh shit, the public's watching these and I can't delete these. You know, they can't delete comments on on Twitter, right? As far as I know, they can't delete them. So they're there. Wow. You know, so I found that as a powerful tool. Do you guys have like freedom rallies in New York? Like what's, what's activism like in New York at the moment? Yeah, man, like we're, um, you know, it, it's definitely growing. I'm, I'm so happy. Like a year ago, a year and a half ago, when I started talking, uh, there's a place around here called Union Square. And when I was talking, there was like 10 people in the audience, 12 people in the audience, right? Uh, and now it's grown to the last one I went to, I think we had at least I don't, I, it's hard for me to gauge, but it seemed like it was at least 4,000 to 5,000 people surrounding uh, Times Square. There was a huge mark, march. This march is going viral. I'm seeing people reposting the stuff. I'm seeing people repost my speeches. And I'm like, wow, like I'm seeing my speeches on TikTok from like random people that I, I don't even know about. And I'm like, holy shit, you know, um, our movement is growing. I mean, I'm on the train the last uh, maybe six months now, six, seven months. I'm walking around New York and people are recognizing me. They're like, holy shit. Yeah. Are cozy they're like they're coming up to me and i'm shocked i'm in manhattan i'm in brooklyn uh i've been seen in the bronx i've been seen in, on long island people are like like i feel like a superstar like people are like oh I, I can take you know i can drive you to the ferry and i'm like oh that's awesome you know what i mean and like i'm meeting people on the subway they're coming up to me like they're like are you cozy from cozy's wellness and like they're taking selfies with me and it's like this shows to me like how people are like we're growing as a movement if people are recognizing somebody like me it's like wow the message yeah. is out there, you know, and it makes me feel really happy. And it, it gives me a sign and it gives me a hope that, you know what, change is coming. People are aware, you know, uh, and yes, the crowds are getting a lot bigger, a lot bigger and people are noticing them. So I'm very happy for that. Something has awoken in New York. And I think the fact that now it's hitting home, people were, they knew about it, but now that it's hitting their pocketbooks and they're about to be fired, yeah. uh, now being the people come out. And now I believe the true warriors are coming out. When you put their feet to the fire, they're going to awaken. And I'm seeing some very angry mothers. Um, you know, the men are coming out because usually the, the women were only coming out to these protests. Now we're seeing men coming out. And I'm telling you, once we organize and once uh, the division stops, uh, I'm trying to unite people. That's why in several speeches of mine, I'm telling the, you know, I'm pointing out how many people are from different areas. I'm actually, I do it on purpose so the, the narrative doesn't get changed by the media. I immediately started saying, you know, how many African-Americans in the audience raise their hand? And they're raising their hand. How many Latinos? How many European? 
how many Korean, J Japanese, Chinese, like I'm trying to hit from every angle. So when that fake news is out there, like the New York Times and like, you know, all these other outlets that are watching us and taping us, I make sure to say that so they cannot switch the narrative. Uh, they're wow. trying to paint it as, oh, it's white Trump supporters, you know? MAGA, it's another MAGA rally. Don't be any freaking, no, what I see is a lot of Latinos and that makes me happy. When I see a lot, like most of our crowd is Latino. So they can't, they can't hit that narrative. They can't switch it. But of course they try. What, Anyways. What, how, how do these people who, are the, the woke, the wokesters, as I like to call them, like, can like r rationalize the fact that you have the black community and the Latino community that have the lowest vaccination rates. So these are the people that are going to be impacted the most by, by vaccine mandates. So they're not going to be able to go into restaurants. So they're literally going to be discriminated. It's literally the the new Jim Crow, but then black lives matter, Latino lives matters. Like, like, do they even see it? Are they even aware of the fact that bl the black population or Latino population are the least vaccinated? Like, how do they compute that in their minds? I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. And, and uh, the fact is, I just read somewhere like black lives matters, even, even starting to get upset and they're calling it a racist agenda. Uh, I didn't look into it more, but I'm happy to hear that. And I know when the time comes, um, they're going to get full pushback because once people realize like some, and, and I'm not criticizing anybody, I'm never going to point fingers at anybody. Somebody needs to make that choice for themselves. Hey, that's their choice. Right. Uh, but when they're forced into a position where, you know, they, they're going to lose their job and, you know, they're, maybe it's a single mom or whatever. She has to do what she has to do, whatever, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive. Uh, but that person is never going to forget that the fact that they were forced to do something against their will yeah. they're going to be angry and eventually that anger is going to crack and that's what i'm saying is when people had enough like once you see the next round of of uh, boosters come and then the next round and the next round every year getting hit eventually they're going to say you know what fuck this shit fuck you and they're then that's when we're going to see people fight back i think especially when if they get injured or a family member gets injured that's going to be the thing that cracks them yeah, I already see it here in you know, Los Angeles. You have people that are like, all right, cool. I wanted to go to the store. I wanted to travel, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, okay, I got the vaccine. But like boosters? Are you fucking kidding me? I got to take another, like, fuck this shit. So I think a lot of people are at like, after they got the one, whether it was J&J &J or the two of the mRNA jabs, like, they're like, I'm done with this shit. So, yeah. you know, people aren't having it, man. Yeah. I mean, some I are, you know, obviously some are, but a lot aren't. I work with a guy who, who got it because he was forced. He didn't want to lose his job. Uh, works with me. And he took it. And guess what? Uh, it was a few months ago he took it. Um, and now he just got sick with COVID. His whole family got sick with COVID. And he got sick. And he's like, he looked at me. He's like, I'm vaccinated. I don't know how this happened. You know what I mean? I was like, what do you mean you didn't know how it happened? It doesn't fucking work, asshole. Like, I fucking told you. I've been telling you this shit for a year. You and know? you're getting injected with God knows what. So he's you know, like, what impact is that happening, having on your biology? And, he's like, and then he heard about the boosters. Like, Fuck that. I'm not getting no boosters. Fuck that. He's like, so now like people, I mean, he says that, but I don't know if he's really going to do it, but some people are going to really do it. Some people are going to say, fuck that no more. That's it. I just wish they had the balls. Listen, I always say this about 50% of Americans don't want it. Okay. And if they all just stood up and said, no, their plan would crumble. I keep saying this in my speeches, their plan would crumble. Their plan would fail. You just got to have the balls. Fucking men out there, stand the fuck up. Say no. If we all said it, whole police department, fire departments, sanitation departments, 
um, you know, all types of unions. Men, stand the fuck up. If you say no, it's over. They don't have power over you. That's the fucking mind game. There are like, there's like 10 of these motherfuckers, okay? And we're like millions of, the, of us, millions. Just stand the fuck up. What's the worst that can happen? What are they going to do to you? What are they going to do to you? Fuck them. Stop following their fucking orders. They just said in New York, we're going to start the fucking fines. Yeah, I want to see you try to give me a fine. Fuck you too. I'm not fucking putting it on. I'm not. I'm not. I love you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> love you too, man. Awesome. Yeah, man. Have an awesome show going on. I like, I like your setup and I like the questions you're asking and how you're moving the dialogue. You guys are very talented for doing that. Oh, like, thanks, man. We, you know, we just come together. We realized we had a, a mission and we wanted to do this and we're just a couple dudes just doing our part to, to, nice. to shine a light on, on people like yourself and um, that are, that are fighting for truth and fight for freedom, man. That's it. Really appreciate that, man. And that's really the silver do. lining in all this, man. I think we're all becoming activated to play our part the way we're meant to play our part in, in some kind of way. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it matters now. It didn't. It didn't really matter before. Now it's now we're on that hill, bro. You know. So I feel like this literally, man. All these people on an authentic journey from around the world are like, okay, what 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 is my role? You know. And they're they're fully stepping into that. And uh, you know what I mean? It's people that they, they're not going to be able to to contain what's coming. I, I do not believe it. I will never buy into the doom and gloom, not for a fucking second. This war yeah. is primarily psychological, right? If everyone's fucking turned off their TV, then the seventy to eighty percent of the problem would disappear. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 even in America, right? Obviously, LA and New York are the, are the are the blue states which are pushing it the hardest. But just the perception. It's just the perception because it's these major cities, these major hubs. I've, I've heard, I've heard, I don't know if you can confirm this, but like, for the most part, the middle of America is completely against it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They're not locking down. They're not wearing masks. I can tell you that. Uh, I have a yeah. friend who moved out of this tyranny. He was living in Ithaca, New York, which was very like liberal, woke crowd. Uh, it was beyond bearable, he said. And he fucking left because he's a nurse. He was a nurse and they want, he wouldn't even accept a test. The minute they, they mandated the test, he left. Now he's in Arizona. He's like, it doesn't even feel like I haven't felt like I was in a pandemic, like for more than a year now, you know? So he's yeah. totally chill. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of New York, man. <laughs> Yo, it's gotta be a mind fuck. Cause even in California, within California, different counties, it's different. So it's yeah. like, that's what makes this so ridiculous and hilarious <laughs> is that depending on where you are, you know, your experience, your, your experience of reality is completely different. So like, what the science in LA County versus the science in Orange County is different. Like it's just, it's so silly to me, man. Or how they make these mandates. Like now at ten o'clock, you're going to have to wear a mask. Like yeah. okay, so the science changes at ten o'clock. You know, like <laughs> like none of this makes sense. And yet Not people like good little soldiers because like Joel said before, they're they're sucking the the, the dick of government or sucking the tit of of of, of government, whatever you want to call it they're just going along, you know, and we can go into all the reasons why some people can conform, can conform and others don't, but like just that alone, like, yeah, you know, football games in like Tennessee and Texas and, and, and MMA matches in Florida, like what's what, like someone explain that. You so, know? so many things, right? Like you could see like on an airplane, like before you get on the airplane, stand six feet apart. And then you're like crammed in a fucking vessel that has no circulation. It's like, you fucking dick. You can't fucking realize this. 
And then like you go into a restaurant and you sit down, you could take off the mask when you sit. So the virus knows like, you know, four foot and under, it's gonna fucking attack, it's not gonna attack you because it's like, it knows not to fuck with you. And then it like fucks with you when you're taller. Like, shut up, man, you fucking pussies. Fucking wake out of it, snap out of it, you fucking idiots. I'm done. I'm done, you fucking idiots. You're ruining society. You're ruining fucking humanity. You're ruining our freedoms and liberties for our future. So now you are my fucking enemy. That's right. I look at you as a fucking enemy, okay? I'm not going to be nice. I hear you, man, because that's an interesting thing, too, because there's also people... But no, no, I fucking love you, dude. Like, it's that Greek. It's that East Coast, man. Like, I'm Greek. It's the Aries, you know, bro. City for eight years. Like, I knew this I knew this conversation was going to be fucking fire and there'd be F-bombs being dropped left and right because fuck it, dude. And this is the thing. It's like, we've gotten soft, man. And then especially with, like, the New Age movement and, and et cetera, everyone's like, oh, we all have to get along and we all have to just accept one another. And it's like... Yeah, now if we don't. If you're trying to fucking take my freedoms away, if you're trying to poison me and my family, if you're trying to segregate me and quarantine me, and I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's okay. We're all in this together. Like, We're all in this together. Like, fuck that, dude. Evil doesn't get a pass. No. I know. You know. It's craziness, man. Unbelievable. And what the hell is public health anyway? I thought about that word, public health. How, like, there's no such thing as public health. What does that even mean? Like, that's ridiculous. Public health. Like, no, it's my health. If I'm healthy, I'm good. I don't need to, you, I don't need to rely on you. If you're sick, you're sick. You're not fucking affecting me. Yeah, like, health, you know what I mean? health is individual. It's not collective. Yeah. So I'm going to exercise for you. Like, what is that? Like soon they're going to tell us that you have to exercise because I got to make sure I'm getting enough exercise. Like, what is that? Collective. <laughs> the, the, the reality, the reality is this. None of this makes sense. Like mm -hmm. anyone who's just able to just take a step back, mm -hmm. separate from the dogma and the conditioning and just look over a couple of the things. I'm not even saying go down the rabbit hole of vaccines yeah. and study the science. Like just yeah. even what you said before, hi, you're at the host stand. Oh, excuse me, but you have to wear a mask while you walk to your table. You know, like mm -hmm. even that, like someone explain how that makes sense. But you're right. Just the surface stuff alone on its face. You can't fucking question that. I'm not asking you to, to tell me whether it's a virus or not, or, you know, how, uh, you know, vaccine science, don't even go into that. Just that fucking one thing alone, like you said, you know, just standing on a line or like standing six feet apart or like you don't have symptoms, but you could spread the disease. Does that make any sense? You fucking cockfuckers. Like how the fuck, let me stop cursing, but you fucking idiot. Honestly, like what's wrong with you? And I think it's intentionally done. I think it's intentionally done as stupid as it is just to kind of put us in this hypnosis and getting us used to and normalizing uh, non-rational thoughts to be fact. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think the fact that they keep repeating this and repeating this and repeating this, and it doesn't matter if it makes sense, just follow us because I'm Dr. Fauci and I'm, I have a PhD and I'm an infection control expert. And you know what I mean? Follow me and listen to me. The top scientists, the CDC, the FDA, the CDC, and you're hypnotized. Oh yeah, they must know better than I do. You know, it's yeah. fucking bull. And they, they want to confuse you. This is why they always change the rules and change the game. Because if you're in a state of confusion, you're going to look externally for for the answers. You know, yeah, so. You it, and you'll see that because they're the ones who said it. Oh, they must know some new research. Hmm. No, stupid. Virus research hasn't changed. They're like, you know. Yeah, man, I hear you.
There was this quote, well, I, can't, I can't find it now, but it's something like the goal of communist propaganda is to appear as ridiculous as as possible. You know what I mean? Um, I can't remember how it ends. I wish we could find it, but we, we, we're seeing it in full fucking swing. I mean, just the simple fact that they're asking you to take an untested, untrialed, experimental injection so you can go and earn an income, something that hasn't even been tested on an animal. You are the initial guinea pig for this. And they're forcing this on you to go and earn an income. Just look at fucking that, right? And they to your face and they tell you to your face, oh, it's not going to stop transmission. So why the fuck am I taking it? You know, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And remember this crazy, and I was saying, like, I was just joking about a year ago, right? And I was like, I like pretty soon, I'm like, you know, sooner or later, they're going to just, you know, shove things up your ass. You know what I mean? And like, you're going to just do it. And then it came out like the Chinese government, remember they were doing this for a while. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they said, oh, we're going to start doing uh, anal probes for people, for visitors outside of the country. They yeah. literally were sticking swabs of people's asses and saying you could get a better test from there. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the Japanese government wrote a letter to the Chinese government said, you know, our, our citizens feel, um, I forgot the word he said, like oh, humiliated, humiliated. And they feel there was a word that they said that I, I'm forgetting right now, but whatever. They felt humiliated and disrespected, I guess. Um, and violated? And violated, yeah. Can you stop doing this to your citizen? Then they said, no. Yeah. They said, no, we won't. We're going to keep shoving fucking swabs up your ass. Well, I think shoving swabs up your ass is a great place to end this talk. Fuck yeah. And- <laughs> Goes, you do. Well, the fact that, that that is okay for anybody you know what I mean? Turn around, all the unvaccinated are getting swabbed up their ass. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, Cozy, listen, final words, man. As the emperor, as the leader, as that fiery Greek healer that you are, what do you got to what do you got to say, man? And what can what people do? Oh, what can people do? Like like mm-hmm. like obviously we're talking a lot of shit right now and but what 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 are the, what's the solution, man? What's the solution? <laughs> Stay as healthy as possible because we still got a long way to go. And if you're not healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, you're not going to make it. That's the bottom line. So try to stick together in these hard times. Uh, try to you know keep these loving relationships going. Uh, try to throw away toxic people or get them out of your life. Uh, clearly, clearing that first. But the message very simple: do not comply. That's it. And if you, I know it's harder than it, it, it's harder than just saying it, but if you live by that philosophy, I will not comply to people who are trying to poison me and control me and get rid of my freedoms because that's going to ruin the future for my children, my grandchildren, and the future of humanity. This is what's at stake here. And we're at a freaking crossroad. We're at, we hit a fork in the road. Do we want to allow these people to force things into our body for the rest of our lives, give her booster shots and all this stuff and give them the authority to keep masking us and locking us down and controlling our, our um, cash flow and, and, you know, our medical history. And there's a lot at stake here, people. Okay. There's a lot of stake and it's not worth it. It's not worth giving into these tyrants. If we stood our ground, if we stood our ground, they will be destroyed in a second. Okay, so you guys have to just stand strong and say no. In the meantime, plan B. If you're in a city like New York, you're in a city in California, Boston, Chicago, or Australia, start thinking about a plan B of where you can escape to and where you can survive long term, right? That should be in the background because obviously we're people like us are not going to be safe in cities like this, right? It's going down the wrong path. But if we can escape for a few years uh, until all this chaos, you know, uh, figures itself out, 
we would be more likely to survive, you know, and out of harm's way. Because I have a feeling New York, they're going to put a border around it soon. I think they're going to not allow unvaccinated people into it. Uh, that's where I see this is going. Uh, and that terrifies me. So I don't want to be stuck here when all that shit goes down. So I should have left already. But, you know, things happen. And, you know, financially, I'm not there. Uh, so my goal is to save money and then get the F out, you know. Thanks, Cozy brother. brother, absolute honor to share this dialogue with you, man. You are a true warrior in every essence of the world. You have the word, you have the spirit which is required for most people to embody for us to move through this, man. We all need to become activated in this kind of way, dude. And honestly, bros, much, much appreciation, man, for the way you've shown up, bro. Thank you. Yeah, no, and, and thank you guys for having me, man. I really appreciate this talk. It's awesome speaking with you guys. I want to check out more of your work, of course, because now you got me interested. And uh, just you know, thank you for sharing, you know, you know, having me use this platform. Um, yeah, definitely yeah, there and, and check us out, man. We've had some good guests, man. I think you'd appreciate some people you might even know. But uh, uh for our for our audience, man, where can they find you? Like what yeah. what, what do you got going on? Where can they find you? How can they support you, etc.? Okay, so it my main where I do my main work is um uh, Instagram.com slash Kozis, K-O-Z-I-S wellness. Uh that's my main page. It's probably gonna get deleted soon. So I have links to my website. So if you go to cosiswellness.com, you'll see it all there and I'll have links to everything. My Telegram, uh, please join my Telegram because that's where I'm going to be moving everything to. Um, you know, and you'll get all of this. I have a website there, Cosiswells. I have the deaths, all the deaths from the COVID shot. I try to post them as regularly as I can when I find them in the media. Um, you know, I post interesting stuff there. So uh, it's a good place to go for resources. Cool. We'll have everything listed in our show notes too. You know, that all your links. Awesome, man. To our, to our patrons and our members, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, please let your friends know about us. Spreading the word is the fastest way that we can get this message out there and for us to continue to do what we do and to have these incredible guests and have these conversations which are much needed at this time. Everyone, take care. Smoking mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean.